Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's a fine day to be an Irishman. <laughs> ah, welcome to the St. Patty's Day edition. I gotta, we're both doing the, the green home. thing. You know, that's not green. I know. Okay. You're not wearing green. It's Look out at the reception. It's kind nope. of green. Nope, it's, it's not. It's kind of green. I don't think so. It's, green. it's greener than what Lexi's wearing. It's Well, I'll give you that. Yeah. But look at our receptionist out there. Yeah, she's I know. green she's, on green. Yeah, she's set up. I'm green. Yeah. And I put my coat on, I'm green. I'll be green on green later. I had a green scarf earlier today. Okay, it's fine. But you're not Irish. No, it doesn't matter. You're a Polish girl. Yeah. It's fine. Everyone's Irish. If you're Scotch-Irish, Irish, you're supposed to wear orange? Oh, I, I don't know. Unless you want to get in a fight. Exactly. <laughs> Anyway, happy St. Patrick's Day to thank you. Thank you. Yeah, very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to wish you the same thing. Yeah, thank you. Uh, St. Patrick uh, was, you know, originally not Irish. Did you know that? Stop it. He was British. Right. We did celebrate, though, by having some fish. We did. We had a really good lunch, didn't we, you guys? Yes, Three we of did. Us? It was Super so delish. Fish. Now, it wasn't a fish sandwich. No, it was It was, It was. was a fish filet. Mm. And it was pepper. It was not at McDonald's. No. No, we went to Ditka's. Uh-huh. And it was really nice. The old boss uh, opened up his wallet uh-huh. and gave us a little St. So Patrick's had, Day fish treat. We did fish, rice, and mm. green, green beans, beans which, which were green. very, very, they were green. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some calamari and a nice salad. The salad. We blew it out of the water. Good. We did. Thanks, management. That was, yeah, we want to thank management for it's that. It's on the company and dole there. That was a welcome lunch for Lexi. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome in, Lex. We were grilling Lex. Thanks. Poor Lex. She was like, you know, all of a sudden it was like Perry Mason. She was on the stand. <laughs> Okay, now what happened after third grade? Okay, we like went back into her life and peeled things back. Mm, sure. She probably left her traumatized. Like, I, I asked, need a new job. Now, Lexi, am I lying when I said, so what questions do you have? I literally didn't know what to she ask. She had nothing. <laughs> she had sorry. nothing for us. She was like, um, why don't you just talk about things and <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you if it's interesting. Oh, that's a good impression. Just being bullied. Yeah. That's pretty good. Oh, pretty, yeah. That's pretty you. good. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, that's what we did for St. Patrick's Day today. Yeah. I'm going to see an Irish movie this evening. And I just. Which is. Is that because you planned on it? No. We've been wanting to see this film for a while. It's called The Quiet Girl. And so we're going to go out tonight to see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. A little date night activity. Now, let me ask you. Um, you know that thing that your family did on New Year's Eve where your mother made potato salad and then would Not hide? Not potato salad. Or, I, I mean, sorry. Come on, Kat. And it <laughs> I wasn't, meant, I meant it wasn't New potatoes. Year's Eve either. Oh. Jeez. How'd I do it? Uh, not story? good at all. No. Okay. <laughs> what? Where my mom, it, it, in the family tradition was on Hallowed Eve's. Oh. There was a button, a thimble, a coin, various. On Halloween, she'd put that in. In the mashed potatoes. And then everybody would. And then, so if you got the button, you were going to marry a tailor, right? Um, there was also a penny in there, things that would, you know, naturally get stuck in your throat and Which, cause you to choke. It's a, really a no, it was a great tradition. tradition. We loved okay. it. But loved did it. that happen because you were Irish? Uh, you know, I don't know the roots of that. Okay. I think it happened because that's what my mother grew up with. So, and they were, well, she was, Irish. they were the Maloney's. Yeah. So yeah, probably so. Maybe you should look that up. Sometime. Uh, yeah, I think I will. Be, Thank able, you. To re- be able to report back yeah. on that. So it wasn't potato salad and it was on New Year's. <laughs> Although we do, me. we do certain things on New Year's as right, well, which you think the God. shoes and the potato and Right. Whatever. And the dark haired man is, and the money and the salt yeah, in the bag. So is that That's Irish. Irish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be Irish is to, well, like, you know how it is. Every ethnicity has their own yes. sort of structures, Yeah. right? I mean, the Poles, didn't you guys do anything? Yeah, on Christmas Eve. Yeah, we do exactly. We do all that. We do things that mean things. We have to have straw on the table or right. straw under the tablecloth. 
you have to put a black chain around the you know candle in the center of the table. Like everybody has a black chain around. Like, what do you do? You, have I, to. I, you really? I keep you have your own black chain? Uh huh. Where'd you get? Like at Michael's? Like no, I got store. it at a hardware store. Hey, years good for ago. you. Good. Yeah, I did. But you get, if you're Polish and you celebrate Christmas Eve, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Of course mm-hmm. you do. You have to have an odd number of people at the table. Yep. All right. Well, this is an Irish holiday, mm-hmm. so enough of all the, the Poles. All the kids get stuffed animals. Yeah. On Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Really. How yeah, many but, stuffed? Yeah, because there's a there's a Polish legend about uh, what now you're gonna diss stuffed animals. I kind of am because they don't make any sense <laughs> at all. I mean, seriously. All right. All right. <laughs> Give me, the, just give me the thumbs down. It's a real pick me up, isn't it? Lex? No, come on. Oh, We're supposed to be talking about the Irish, not the Poles. Okay. St. Patrick's Happy Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Very nice. All right. Good. Got a big show for you today. Yeah, we sure do. Mm-hmm. We have a lot coming up in the five mm-hmm. o'clock hour. We got our weekend review. Don't forget about that. It's what we've been talking about, watching, reading, that sort of thing. Um, also, the subversive wisdom of old wives' tales. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Does that mean anything? Yeah, really? old wives' tales. That didn't you grow up with old wives' tales? Sure, we all did. Yeah, yeah. So. We'll talk about that. Five uh, ten basketball is a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're right in the middle of March Madness. Um, Pitt's playing now. I don't want to know anything oh, about it. I do. I, ser- don't tell me seriously. I'm going to go anything. home and I watch promise, it. I promise. Because I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Coming up in the four o'clock hour, uh, this or that at four twenty-five, and uh, we'll talk about Irish monks and nuns uh, in just a couple minutes. Excellent. I'm looking forward to that. Very but good. I have some news first. Okay, then. Without further ado, as we always do to kick off the show, Kath looks at the news headlines of the day. Without further. Please give us the top four at four. For Friday, March 17th, it is St. Patrick's Day, 2023, number one. The Allegheny County DA's office today filed notice it'll seek the death penalty against Jonathan Morris, the man accused of killing McKeesport police officer Sean Slagansky last month. Morris 31 does not have a criminal record, but the law allows for a felony conviction to occur simultaneous with the homicide conviction. He'll be formally arraigned in Allegheny County Common Police Court Tuesday. No one has been executed in the state of Pennsylvania since 1999. Three people John executed under former Governor Tom Ridge. In making the announcement today, Governor Shapiro said the state's capital punishment system is fallible and the outcome irreversible. Former Governor Tom Wolf announced the moratorium on the death penalty in 2015. There are currently 101 people on Pennsylvania's death row. Number two, the International Criminal Court said today it has issued an arrest warrant for Russian President Vladimir Putin for war crimes because of his alleged involvement in abductions of children from Ukraine. The court said in a statement that Putin, quote, is allegedly responsible for the war crime of unlawful deportation of children and that of unlawful transfer of population from occupied areas of Ukraine to the Russian Federation. It also issued a warrant Friday for the arrest of Maria Alexandrieva. Luvova Belova, the Commissioner for Children's Rights in the Office of the President of the Russian Federation, on similar allegations, because the idea is that they did the stuff together. Listen, high marks just for that name pronunciation. Thank you, but I, it was incorrect, so don't give me too high props. ICC prosecutor Kareem Khan earlier this month visited Ukraine and said, I leave the country with a sense that the momentum toward justice is accelerating. You can read more about that in today's CBS News. Number three, a new report suggests the virus that causes COVID-19 may be linked to, wait for it, raccoon dogs that were illegally being sold at a wet seafood market in China. But people are eating raccoon dogs. 
First reported in the Atlantic, a team of scientists from around the world announced Thursday they believe the virus originated at the Huanan Seafood Wholesale Market in Wuhan. It comes amid a swirling debate about the origins of the pandemic. After the report we talked about a couple weeks ago, the U.S. Department of Energy concluded with low confidence that it was the result of a lab leak. The samples uh, that were taken came back positive for the virus. It also came genetic material of several animals, particularly large amounts, matching the common raccoon dog. That doesn't definitively prove the virus definitely jumped from raccoon dogs to humans, the team said, but it is the strongest evidence to date. At number four, St. Patrick's Day is today, and it coincides with Lenten Friday when Catholics traditionally abstain from meat. But after several dioceses across the U.S. granted dispensations, some Catholics will be able to indulge. The Lenten loophole granted in a number of cities, including Boston, D.C., and both of the dioceses covering New York City. It will allow Catholics to eat classic St. Patty's Day meals like corned beef and cabbage and shepherd's pie. And that's your top four. Four. Very nice. Isn't that cheating? Yes. I think that's cheating, you get, guys. Here's a little dispensation for you. and you, uh, uh, But we're not Catholic, so. No, that's right. Just saying. Uh, apparently, it's a, only a one-day dispensation. That's right. what the Archdiocese of Boston had to it's say. It's like a golden ticket. Catholics <clears throat> in Chicago did not receive a general dispensation. I just think... All right. Anyway, that's that. We'll take a quick break. When we do come back, we're going to talk about ascetic superstars. I like it. Irish monks and nuns who are famous for their spiritual heroics. It's the St. Patrick's Day edition of The Ride Home. Stay with us. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM. 101.5 WORD. Word FM welcomes back the Projecting Hope Film Festival. Presented by the Speakman Financial Group. For three days, it's fun, faith-focused, family-friendly films for free. Absolutely free. You pay for the goobers and raisinettes, but the popcorn and admission is free. Zero dollars. It's better when it's free. Movies, including A Marriage Made in Heaven, Family Camp, and the brand new Jesus Revolution. It's at Pittsburgh Mills Cinemas, March 24th through 26th. For movie times and to make advanced reservations, go to wordfm.com. When you pray to God, what do you say to him about yourself and your family? I ask God for strength and courage with my kids. I know God doesn't ever give any pain without relief, so I ask him to keep giving me strength to better raise my kids. Maybe put someone on my path that'll make a difference in my life. You can be an answer to the prayer of a mother like Mirlan. My name is Anitra with Food for the Poor, and we're inviting you to be a part of the miracle story that God is telling in the lives of families throughout the Caribbean and Latin America. Today, your one-time gift of $144 is going to provide a family of four with food for a year. Click on the Give Food banner at wordfm.com or text send hope one word to 91999 and you'll receive a link to give your best gift. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus 
is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Every summer, Pine Valley Camp changes lives. Not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week, but for the many high school and college-age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards, cooks, camp counselors, and more. If you're 16 to 20, Apply now and come help make an impact and change lives in a fun, safe, Christian family environment. Apply today at pinevalleycamp.org. Pine Valley Camp, rebuilding broken lives through Jesus Christ. In Beaver County, camp opens mid-June. So today's day, we honor St. Patrick, and also we honor our Irish friends, relatives, that sort of thing. I've worked with John for a long time. And uh, I've heard one Irish story after another. They're all a little crazy, the stories that you've shared. <laughs> I mean, the Irish, they saved civilization. That, yeah, Give well, them that. That is, that is absolutely But true. there is a little wackiness. Yeah. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, so and when, a lot of suffering. Yeah, and when we saw this article um, by Lisa Battelle in uh, Christian History Magazine, this is a little nutty, too. And mm. so... Uh, this is the perfect thing to talk about today. So we're happy to welcome Lisa Battelle to the program, Dean's Professor of Religion and Professor of History at USC. Lisa, we're glad you're here. Welcome in. Deal cleave, as they say. Yes. Lisa, okay, so y- you talk about aesthetic superstars. Can you talk first about what, what aesthetic, what, aestheticism what, yeah, is? Yeah, what is aestheticism? Um, not aestheticism, but asceticism, asceticism is um, you. denying yourself uh, your basic human desires for food and drink and um, uh, sex and other pleasures and uh, concentrating on something else less worldly. I see. Okay, good. And so the Irish, from your article in Christian History, Ascetic Superstars, they perfected this suffering, didn't they? Well, I think uh, lots of Christians in the, the very early period of the, the religion did so. I mean, they got the idea from Egyptian monks who were among the, the first to go out in some place wild and refuse to speak to people and, you know, basically starve themselves. But the Irish did a pretty good job of it, too, pretty yeah. early on. Yeah. Okay, so you start off by talking about uh, a, a young woman, uh, Ete, is that what it would be, who is the angels came and gave her lunch? Ah, is it Ida? I can't even remember. Uh, how I-T-E. You, you might want I-T-E. Yeah, Ida, St. Ida. Ida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they uh, the Irish loved their saints, even in the 7th and 8th century already. Sure. Um, and they loved making up homely stories about them. So, for example, yes, St. Ida, who was also supposed to have uh, fostered the Christ child. Really? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, real? Wait, what? Uh, it was a... a I don't know if it was supposed to be a vision or if it was supposed to be real to her, but there's a little prayer called Isukan, Little Jesus is the, the translation, where she talks about him as her her fosterling, her foster son. Really? That's huh. interesting. And, and how she cares for him and that kind of thing. Really? Okay. I mean, okay, mm-hmm. so what is that? 
So when you hear that, is that somebody who is disconnected from reality? Is this someone who's having a who's lifted up into a different spiritual place? I mean, how do you read that? Um, I read it in, in several different ways, and I think it was meant to be that way um, to sort of invoke that image of caring like Mary did for the baby Jesus, but also to suggest um, her devotion to Christ. And then, um, uh, you know, who knows? It's a sort of fantastical story, and there are stories about saints in Ireland in that period were always fantastical. Yeah. Okay, so Ide, one of the other things that she says, and you talk about this, that she carried a huge stag beetle in the (laughs) flesh of her side under her clothes that ate away at her? Yeah, they they told some outrageous ones about her, didn't they? Yeah. Um, you know, there are other uh, more historical saints, like, you know, St. Radegund over in, in Gaul, in Francia, France, um, you know, who did things like wear, um, you know, wiry clothing under their royal robes. Or I think she was the one who went, and, did she go hang out in an oven somewhere? I can't even remember. But... Um, you know, they, the, the saints got this reputation for doing these impossible sort of self-mutilating things yes. because they didn't notice them. They were thinking of God only. So it's, it's more a metaphor, I think. Uh, ew, it sounds pretty yucky. Yeah. So and more of a metaphor than and less actuality of the suffering? Yeah, I can't. Uh, well, yeah, it's hard for me to think of a beetle eating away at someone's body, but to make you uh, maybe I'm limited in my imagination. <laughs> I'm not sure about okay, that. Okay, so so people are hearing these stories and they're thinking, boy, this is a this is you know a bunch of people who are kind of as I said disconnected from reality. But <laughs> what's the purpose? Of mm. asceticism, so it's not just so that you know we can um, injure ourselves, but it's that, deeper no. suffering to yeah. you draw yourself closer to God. Yeah, it's not suffering so much as being um, strict with yourself. Uh, In the same way that, say, um, Buddhists might advocate, you Mm. deny uh, yourself the the sort of pleasures, the good good things about being alive, which are decadent because, you know, they're meaningless ultimately. I mean, every monk in in Christianity and vowed sister, none, uh, practices the same thing. You know, the Benedictines made it a great success. And um, so these stories are really more, um, you know, when you write a hagiography, a saint's life, it's not really a biography. It's more what you think the saint should be like and how people should imitate that person. And so asceticism is a call to to put your mind and heart on God. Yes. So talk to us then about the greater community, uh, an Irish monastery, mm-hmm. and those okay. who were in the center and those who were in the circles around that. Yeah, we're learning more and more about that all the time with archaeology and more bits of history. Um, so it's probably likely that monasteries in Ireland weren't like what you might think of, you know, a, a square-walled community where men are in the cloister going around and praying in song all the day. Um, it was more like a, a settlement dominated by um, a church and houses for these vowed brothers or sisters, or both, mm. as in the case of Kildare, um, who were like the religious professionals. And some of them did parochial services, too. Um, you know, maybe they counseled lay people, people who weren't vowed to asceticism, or maybe, you know, they said mass or uh, did burials. And those people might be tenants 
of the monks, or they might be people who are just staying temporarily or have retired to the monastic settlement. And then there would be craftspeople and, you know, visitors coming by and merchants passing through. Maybe a king would visit. So you have to imagine a sort of very lively city, like a miniature Rome sort of, you know, with a, a group of elite religious people at the center. Only men? Oh, no, they could be. You know, women were were less likely to have very prosperous monastic communities. Um, there were only a few that were well-known, like St. Bridget's community at Kildare, um, partly because they couldn't own property in early medieval Ireland. But um, um, there were often women in men's settlements, too, little houses of nuns and so forth. So as part of this, of course, and we do this here today, I mean, you know, you, we were talking a little earlier about Catholics using this as a day of fasting and whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, other Christian traditions, we go, we're not going to fast as a group. But this was a common thing, you know, within the monks. And some, of course, as we're talking about, uh, fasted, but then others took this to extremes. Uh, you, you, in the article, you talk about um, someone uh, who was a leader of a, a monk community. He fasted so much, and then his followers, they would starve to death. Yeah, I mean, there are these stories, and who knows if this kind of thing is true. But if you look at the the liturgical cycle of the early Middle Ages and also the the texts that tell you how to live as a a Christian, a Catholic, uh, you know, fasting was required for about a third of the year, Mm. a third of the year's days. Wow. You know, Fridays and, and and feast days and Lent and, you know, things like that. So, And it didn't mean starving yourself entirely, sure. but it did mean observing some restrictions on what you ate. Hmm. But I suppose some people did take it to a little too far. Sans the Beetle. Yeah, sans the Beetle. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking to Lisa Battelle, <laughs> Dean's Professor of Religion and Professor of History at USC. Um, Lisa, when you look at kind of the the meta, the larger picture of what um, monasticism in Ireland contributed to the to the church around the world, um, what would you say? What was unique about them, and what do we maybe celebrate today? That is an excellent question. You know, um, I heard you say as we were coming on air that. Uh, the Irish saved civilization, and that is is one theory that you know they were among the earliest to be copying down ancient texts, Latin texts, and and keeping libraries. In fact, they didn't know Latin because they were never conquered by the Roman Empire, but um, they very quickly became Latin grammarians, and they collected all sorts of texts and kept them for others and disseminated them. And um, they also sent uh, monks, I think mostly monks, out into non-Christian parts of Europe to, to convert people. Um, but also, uh, people point to the what they call Celtic spirituality. Since the Irish were outside the reach of Rome, they developed their own brand of Christianity, which had a few nuances that the rest of Europe didn't practice. Yes. You know. So, for example, there's this famous prayer that supposedly St. Patrick said, and it comes from the Middle Ages, where he's asking for all sorts of protections and mm-hmm. so forth, and he asks for protection from the spells of women and blacksmiths and druids. 
So they had a different perspective up there in Ireland. Women, than, uh, blacksmiths, and druids. Well, it's a bad one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got to be careful of those spells. <laughs> Especially when they get together. I mean, the heck, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So uh, in the remaining seconds here, at least, uh, of course, every year this comes up. Uh, was St. Patrick a real person? Did he, in actuality, uh, drive all the snakes from Ireland? People talk about this all the time. Yeah, A, yes, B, no. Um, okay. <laughs> we know he was real because he left uh, uh, two documents, and one of them describes his career as a, a proselytizer in Ireland. So he complained a lot. And then, uh, no, because no snakes, because there were none in Ireland. They didn't get across the land bridge before mm. the islands separated. Uh-huh. No huh. snakes in Ireland. Can't make their way. And what about, no. the, co- what about the connection between drinking in large quantity and St. Patrick? <laughs> that you cannot blame St. Patrick for, I have to say. Uh, that uh, was something that came along later with the invention of Ishkabaha, of whiskey, in the later Middle Ages. Fabulous. What is it about you, Lise, that draws you into this conversation that you're interested in you know, the Celts and uh, their very unusual and, I would say, holy practices? Yeah, partly because they, they have very little to do with my own heritage, just a little bit. Um, but also because it is such a fascinating and rich culture. And we not only have religious stories like the ones about Patrick and the saints, but we have these amazing stories about kings and heroes and queens mm-hmm. and druids and all sorts of things. It's a, it's a, a fabulous literature. Mm, it truly is. Are you celebrating today? Uh, well, I'm working on my Irish translations. There we go. That's outstanding. Lisa, I started watching this uh, show that's on Hulu on these unbelievably devoted people who are living in ancient structures in Ireland. Have you seen this? What's it called? (laughs) Have you seen this? I know of um, reconstruction people who who do that, like live like Neolithic people in huts and things like that. Well, okay, first of all, that's very impressive and shocking. But these are people who are who are taking ancient structures in Ireland and renovating them so that they can live in them. Really? But they're trying to pre- ah. but they're trying to preserve them. I think it's called the Great House Revival. I mean you have oh, to have see to it. It's it. it's fascinating. On who? And, yeah, yeah, it's it's narrated and hosted by an architect. And so he goes in some of these houses are, you know, were built in the fifteen hundreds. Wow. And oh the tower houses Yes, yeah. exactly. One, somebody bought a tower house and actually renovated it so that their family could live in it. That's I mean, cool. it's, oh, my goodness. It's really incredible. Anyway, Lisa. That would take a lot of um, heating and cooling, I must say. I bet. And, of course, they show you putting all the heating systems in. and every, I mean, I'm mm. just a geek about that sort of thing, but it was, it was super interesting. <laughs> Lisa, thanks <laughs> for joining fun. us today. Yeah, Lisa. <laughs> Thanks for having me. That's Dr. Lisa Patel, Dean's Professor of Religion and Professor of History at USC. Very nice. We'll take a quick break and reset. When we do come back, it's our Friday feature, This or That, straight ahead. For Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, it's the ride home. Word FM. Hi, it's me, Marsha, at the Springhouse. Did you know Easter's springing up on us? And quickly, too. Do you know what that means at the Springhouse? Well, first of all, it means you can enjoy the freshest, tastiest fried or baked cod every Friday night on the farm. It also means it's time to call and order your Springhouse Easter goodies. Our hickory smoked hams are extra special. We use only real hickory wood from the farm to slowly smoke these old-fashioned treats to perfection. Order a whole or half, and we'll send along cooking instructions, too. 
Mmm, how about Springhouse scallop potatoes and homemade applesauce to go with that ham? Finish off your meal with a from-scratch Springhouse coconut cream pie or custard pie or a chocolate log cake. Oh, and you can even decorate your table with our adorable bunny breads and eat them, too. Easter also means our annual Springhouse Easter egg hunt and Palm Sunday feast. Check us out at springhousemarket.com for all the details. Celebrate this most joyous holiday at the Springhouse in 84 Pennsylvania. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now. DeeperFaithCruise.com. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right? Call doing it right. 724-NEW-ROOF. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. A message from the American Migraine Foundation. It's an absolute nightmare. There's pain that does not stop. I feel trapped by migraine. Migraine is a disabling disease. I feel like I'm dying. You feel like the world's closing in on you. There's nothing you can do. It's like you're trapped in your head. There's no escaping it. You can't leave your body. Don't suffer alone. Make your move against migraine. Visit AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to find help, learn more, and get connected. It will be cloudy and breezy tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 27. Intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow with a few flurries. It'll be windy with a high tomorrow of 37. Partly cloudy tomorrow night. Windy and colder with a couple of flurries. The low 20. Sunday will be breezy and cold with more clouds than sun. We'll wrap up the weekend Sunday with a high of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. It's time once again for the weekly edition of This or That. Mm-hmm. You've got a list. Mm. You choose one thing or another, this or that. Cannot wait. All right, Kath, I'm going to give you sort of a uh, pseudo St. Patrick's Day edition. Oh. Okay. I'm ready. Corned beef and cabbage, Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. Oh, really? I don't like corned beef and cabbage. James Joyce. Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde oh. every day. Mm-hmm. The importance of being earnest. Yes. A leprechaun. A munchkin. <laughs> um, I feel like on a day like, since I don't have a preference, I'm going to choose a leprechaun in honor of this Good holiday. Choice. Kiss the Blarney Stone. Which s- s- sounds awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People have passed <laughs> kissing the 
Kiss the Blarney Stone. Find the pot of gold. Uh, well, I would clearly rather find the pot of gold. Mm-hmm. An Irish wolfhound. An Irish setter. Oh, both handsome, but the wolfhound looks distinguished. I really like them a lot. Wear all green. Wear all orange. I mean... Was it like a Hillary Clinton outfit? Like everything matches? Pantsuit. Uh, I, I choose green. Mm-hmm. Sinead O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Bono. <laughs> Bono. Mm-hmm. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. Colin Farrell. Oh, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm-hmm. I mean... He's king of the mountain. A visit to Ireland. A visit to Poland. Well, I'd rather go to Poland. I'm sorry. Mm. I know it's offensive to say it's that a on, bleaker. on today. Mm-hmm. On today? Lime green jello. Mm. Lime green sherbet. <laughs> I love lime sherbet. Mm. I love it. Yep. It's so delicious. Okay. And finally, a Bailey's Irish cream. Yeah. A Guinness. Oh, Bailey's Irish Cream. What? Come on. Guinness. Oh, I can't do that. What? I mean, I admire it, and I'm sure it's terrific, but I cannot do All right. it. All right, John. Uh, we're in the middle of March Madness, mm-hmm. which is NCAA college basketball. Yep. We all filled out a bracket, you, me, Lexi, mm-hmm. uh, based on no knowledge whatsoever. None. Absolutely none. And so I give you the take a wild guess edition <laughs> of this or that. All right, I like okay? it. Yep, take a wild guess. Number one. Yep. 330 million people live in America, John, Mm. or 530 million people live in America? 330. Yes, you are correct. Thank you. A Mounds Bar Mm. has 280 calories or 350 calories? Uh, 280. Yes. Very nice. Today at Mm. 7-Eleven, gas is $3.75 a gallon Mm -hmm. or $3.95 a gallon? $3.75. Yes. Wow. My house... The house where I live. Yes. Is painted green or my house is painted gray? Green. Wrong. Dang it. <laughs> the United Nations, John, has 93 countries in it mm. or 193 countries in it. 193. That is correct. Jeez. Wendy's single plus fries, which you just ate a few days ago. Yeah. It has 860 calories. Mm. That's without the drink. Or... 1,400 calories without the drink. 860. Wrong. Oh, 1,400 plus the drink. (laughs) That's pretty rough. Yep. The planet Jupiter, John, Mm. has 16 moons or 92 moons? Jupiter. Uh, 16. 92. What the heck? Is that crazy? That is crazy. The Monongahela River, John, has an overall depth of 20 feet or 60 feet? 60 feet. 20. What the heck? Can you believe that? No, it's not deep at all Mm -hmm. then. The number of skin cells the average human loses in a 24-hour period, John, yes. is 6,000 mm. or 600,000? Mm. 600,000. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Isn't that gross? In the Hardy Boys mysteries, yeah. Frank Hardy is the older brother mm-hmm. or Joe Hardy is the older brother? Joe. Wrong. Oh, that is horrible that you don't know that. Sorry. It's been a long time. The earliest animated Disney movie, John, yeah. was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs or Fantasia. Snow White. Yeah. You're doing very well. Not that great. Dan Quayle, mm-hmm. he misspelled potato or he misspelled tomato? Potato. <laughs> That's correct. He said, you want to add an E there? <laughs> Michael Dukakis was mocked for having his picture taken in an army tank mm-hmm. or Michael Dukakis was mocked for having his picture taken in a marine helicopter? In a tank. That's correct. 
Uh, if President Biden wouldn't have been visiting Pittsburgh on the day the Fern Hollow Bridge collapsed, mm. it would have taken the same amount of time to rebuild or it would have taken 50 years to rebuild. <laughs> yeah, 50 plus years. <laughs> there we go. Yes, uh-huh. That's exactly right. The Steeler quarterback with the most passing yards overall in their career is Ben Roethlisberger or Terry Bradshaw? Ben. Yes, and it is not even remotely yeah, close. Yeah, I mean, it is not even remotely close. Um, from here at 7 Parkway Center to the airport is 12 miles or 18 miles? 12. You are correct. And finally, mm-hmm. your favorite dog of all the dogs that you've had in your mm, life. That's unfair. Was it Ruby who pooped on the curtains? Oh. Or was it Cindy with the tumor? <laughs> Cindy with the tumor. But I love Ruby who pooped on the curtains. WORD. The current school year is not even over, but Word FM is already talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest-tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. That's 724-NEW-ROOF. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. Rayma Christian School is enrolling now. Rayma is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through 8th grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rayma aims to develop the whole child, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rayma is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders also offering programs for homeschool families. For tuition and enrollment information, visit RamaChristianSchool.org. With Easter coming up, have you ever wondered what life would be like if Jesus had remained in the grave? The truth is, without the historical, physical resurrection of Jesus, we would be without hope for our own resurrection. That's the topic of a book titled, With a Mighty Triumph, available at Truth For Life Today. Request your copy at truthforlife.org slash donate to help you prepare for Easter. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, call, doing it right. 724 New Roof. 
was probably a week ago that um, details were released of a new study that linked the Mediterranean diet to lower instances of Alzheimer's disease. And it was a remarkable study. Um, I read quite a bit about it when it came out. And what was remarkable to me is the rate by which it reduced the rates of Alzheimer's, or the the percentage, pardon me, um, by which it reduced the rate of of Alzheimer's disease. In some cases, it was by a rate of 53%. Wow. I mean, it was really, really shocking. Um, And so uh, news came out just yesterday that the Mediterranean diet also lowers women's risk for heart disease by 24%. Mm. There's a lengthy article in, on uh, CBS dot, cbsnews.com about it today. Um, and so I thought, well, obviously, we would like to avoid Alzheimer's. Dementia and heart disease. We all would, everybody listening to the program and, and for all of our loved ones. And all of us women would like to lower our risk for heart disease. Heck yeah. So let's get into it. All right. So the Mediterranean diet is what heavy on, I always think of olive oil. Right. Right. Um, olives. Mm-hmm. And what else? Unprocessed cereals, like whole grains. Okay. Okay. Uh, legumes. Legumes. How do you feel about a legume? Um, it, legumes is sort of like a static thing to me. Like so it, it can be either good or bad? It's kind of like a chickpea, I would say, that uh-huh. it like, doesn't have a whole lot. So it, it's what you surround the legume with, I would think. It depends on what you put the legume yeah. on. Right. Or put on the legume. Okay. Uh, fruits, vegetables, uh, fish. Mm. Dairy, but mostly just cheese and yogurt. Mm-hmm. And to a lesser degree, meat. A lesser degree. Mm-hmm. See, that's our problem. America is just in love with meat, right? We eat yeah. meat at almost every meal, mm-hmm. seven days a week, it feels like. Right. Meat, 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 meat. So um, would you, you yes. love? You would love this type yeah, of food. Yeah, that, I, I would say I, it'd, be, it'd be easier to follow that than it would be a lot of other sort of, and I wouldn't say that's a fad diet, but it's, you know, certainly I don't think it would be risen in popularity. No, I mean, clearly, if, if they're doing research studies on the people in that population where the Mediterranean diet is from, and they're showing their health benefits, I mean, it's not a fad. The chief countries involved would be Cyprus, mm. Croatia, Spain, Greece, Italy, Morocco, and Portugal, which all sound like fine places be to Be very visit. fine, yeah. I would enjoy that very much. Mm-hmm. Now, would you um, – I feel like I could eat a Mediterranean diet for the rest of my life and really be totally happy. I mean, I'd want a burger every once in a while. Yeah. Well, but, you could – less meat, right? Yes, you could – right. It's not so what the, would that look like? I mean, I'm sure there's like 8 million Mediterranean cookbooks. Yes, there are 8 Mediterranean million. diet cookbooks, right? Yeah. So um, I think that you would commit to not doing seed oils. You wouldn't do your canola – or your cottonseed oil, or your vegetable oil. I mean, you got olive oil. Or any of that. You do what olive oil. What else do you oil. need? Right, you do olive Here's the thing, though. I love olive oil. I cook almost exclusively with it. I don't like it in salad dressing. Mm-hmm. Do you? you, you yeah, don't I don't notice? mind it. Okay. Yeah. I don't like it in salad dressing. How much? Why? Too viscousy? Yeah. Viscousy. That's not even a and word. you put it in the refrigerator and it becomes solid, mm-hmm. and that's yeah, a mess. Yeah. And then you have to remember to take it out right. early until it comes to room temperature. Well, you could probably use like red wine vinegar for solid salad dressing. You mean just with no oil? Yeah. You ever do that? I'm not doing that. That's not fine. It's not, not, not bad. I don't want what to else? do that. What uh, else? Okay. So what about fruits and vegetables? Are you a big – do I you like feel those? like you're committed oh, yeah. to those? Yeah, very much so. All I, right. Uh, what about fish? 
I love to eat fish. I don't eat enough of it. Okay. Um, so you could eat it more. If, yeah. Okay. Is fish, what about the, you know, mercury and the ill effects of well, fish? Well, the, the, when, it, when we're talking Mediterranean diet, apparently the omega-3 fatty acids found in salmon are more beneficial than Anything any, else. any of the other fish. Look, we had fish today. Was that fabulous or what? Yes. It was yeah. absolutely delicious. That mm-hmm. was cod. I like cod. And it like was that. super flaky. It was really and good. Wonderful. And... Peppery. Again, yeah. I was surprised how peppery it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would eat fish. if I should eat fish more than several times a week or several times a week. Sure. As opposed to a hot dog. Um, then we have cheese and yogurt. Yeah. Who does? Uh, yogurt. I'm okay with yogurt. Mm-hmm. And I love cheese. So what do you, it, how do you feel about Greek yogurt? Um, it's okay. It's fine. I like it in things, but I do not like to sit down and let's eat it. I mean, Container I don't want plain yogurt. yogurt. Do you want plain gross. yogurt? I like like, you know, pineapple yogurt. But then that's added sugar and things like that. It is. I like right. plain yogurt if I have a good thing to put in it. Some berries. Some yeah. Nuts. And some granola that has a lot yeah, of sugar yeah, yeah, in it. Yeah. That's when I like it. But when you see like, you know, I used to work for an Italian family. When you see older Italian women, for the most part. They are live. Yes. Right? And they have dark skin that seems very mm-hmm. hydrated. It's do you know what I mean? I do it's know what you very, mean. Very, yeah, yeah. very nice. Yeah. I have a friend of Greek heritage, and um, recently I touched her arm, and I was like, oh, what is up with your skin? It's so soft. She's like, I think it's all the olive oil. Get out. Mm-hmm. No, but I use olive oil, and my skin isn't like that. If I drink it. Lexi, how do you feel about a diet like this? Does that sound good to you, or would you die? Well, my mom is Greek and Italian, so... Is she? Yeah, she's Greek and Italian, so like Teen. that's a lot of the food that I grew up eating anyway. Get out. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so what What was your... Were you eating, like, stuffed grape leaves and... Oh, yeah. Grape leaves are some mm. of my favorite treats. Lovely. They're so good. They are absolutely mm-hmm. delicious. What, like, um... What other thing? Like what other Greek? Like oh, your goodness. My mom keeps trying to get me on feta, and I don't know. I'm feta still... is excellent. Thumbs I'm, up for I'm feta. Start, I'm starting to root for the team, yeah. but it's been a it's an acquired taste. I, I love, it. love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Now, would you? So we had lamb this week. Yeah. Oh, how do you feel about that? I love lamb. Yeah. I think I told you guys this, but like my um, mom's uh, grandmother was Italian, and then uh, my grandfather was Greek, um, so. My grandmother would make Italian wedding soup, but mm. instead of using just beef, she would use lamb as the meatballs. Yeah, that's good stuff. And it's so good. Mm-hmm. Super delicious. The only way I'll eat wedding soup. How about a gyro? Or a oh, gyro, yeah. however you, you should yeah. probably pronounce so it. Or souvlaki. A souvlaki. That's I just saw a recipe for that popped up on my souvlaki. phone today. Yeah. Yeah. And I, told, I lived in a story in New York. Where at the time, was deeply a Greek neighborhood. I ate so much souvlaki. How about tzatziki sauce? Mm, yeah. You can pour on the top of it. yogurt sauce. Mm, yum, I yum, love yum. that. I absolutely love you know, that. Why are we talking about anyway, food here? I br- well, because it's a Friday. Super hungry. Yeah, because it's a Friday, yeah. because of St. Patrick's Day, and because, let me just say it again, significantly reduced rates of Alzheimer's mm-hmm. disease. And uh, today, what is it? 24% um, uh, lower risk for women for heart disease. Okay, so so contrast to compare the Mediterranean diet with the Irish diet. <laughs> The corned beef. (laughs) Potatoes. Guinness. More potatoes. Right. And alcohol. Right. 
I mean, you know, that's not listed actually it, in like a healthy diet no, in this not, thing right. I was looking at. That's okay yeah. though. But it's a fighting diet. One day a year, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. All right, we need to step away. When we come back, apparently there are two rival towns in the state of Colorado who are fighting over a frozen dead guy. Mm-hmm. We'll find out who he is next. it comes a time and there is no food how does she help the children get through that when they when their stomachs are are empty i tell them that today we cannot eat but uh, another day we will have food yeah we need to work in order to, to have food to put in our plates Today, on this day of hope, you can be an answer to prayer for a mother like Marta. I'm Anitra with Food for the Poor, and we're inviting you to be a part of a miracle story that God is telling through donors just like you. Right now, because of a generous match, your gift, a one-time gift of $144, is going to provide a family like Marta's with food for a year. When you go to wordfm.com and click on the bright red Give Food banner or text Send Hope, one word, to 91999, you'll receive a link and you can make your most generous gift. Tens of thousands affected by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries. My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation I deserve and need? The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline... You could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune Legal Helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. Creation Festival 2023 is your summer destination. June 21st through 24th at Agape Farm, Shirleysburg, PA. Featuring Switchfoot, Matt Powell, We the Kingdom, Big Daddy Weave, Riley Clemens, Micah Tyler, and many more. Creation Festival, worshiping our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Get half off the current ticket price now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com. Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees like Eden Christian Academy in the North Hills. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. Tourist attractions are a very, very strange thing. Now, what I'm about to tell you is a story of two towns in Colorado that uh, there's a festival that starts today that is now these two towns are fighting, and this is the truth, over a frozen dead guy. Uh, Nederland, Colorado, for more than 20 years, it's a tiny mountain town, 
um, in Colorado, up in the mountains, enjoyed a, a, a macabre claim to fame. A cryogenically immortalized grandfather lying under dry ice in a backdoor shed. The annual celebration that honors him. Is this like him, Lennon's tomb? Mm-mm, it's really, a, it's a low rent version of it. I saw Lennon in his tomb. Did I tell you that? Did you really? Yeah, in Red Square. Yeah. Is that the creepiest super creepy. thing? Is it, cre- is it like super creepy when yeah, you're there? Yeah, it's super creepy. Of course it is. It's really weird. I mean, yeah, there he is. And uh, he's in like behind glass. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Okay. So this uh, annual celebration honors a frozen dead guy days. Uh, it draws tens of thousands of people from around the world. Now, the town, Nederland, has lost the festival to its more touristy neighbors, Estes Park, which is oh, close right, by. Right. Grandpa Brito, as the frozen man is known, is going to follow. So here, here's a story. Uh, in 1994, uh, there was a, a man. His name was Tariv Baj who was a Norwegian uh, town resident and an avid fan of cryogenics, had frozen his deceased grandfather, a guy by the name of Brito Morstel, and was keeping him behind the family home. Town leaders, yep. Town leaders quickly drafted an ordinance against storing bodies, but Grandpa Brito apparently was quite literally grandfathered in. Now, uh, Mr. Boge, who was deported... So he's like in a chest freezer? He's in a shed and surrounded by dry ice. Now, the grandson was deported for overstaying a tourist visa 14 years ago. And for ago. being crazy. He has been paying locals for decades to, keeping, uh, to keep his grandfather frozen by trucking hundreds of pounds of dry ice in every few weeks to a storage shed where the grandfather is now enthroned. So locals knew about this, and they started this festival and people show up, and there's concerts. for the, In honor of the dead guy. Yeah. There's concerts. There's um, an outdoor store that they say they make up to more than $10,000 in profits selling trinkets. And What the uh, heck kind of trinket? You know, keychains with the guy's likeness on it, things like that. The three-day festival always begins with a parade of horse, hearses and an evening blue That's ball. Um, it's all in the name of tourism. So now the two women who started the festival, they have sold the rights to the festival to a local hoteler for $250,000. Now, the hotel in Estes Park is the hotel where the film The Shining, that hotel, yeah. drew its inspiration from. And so the hope is now to extract the frozen grandfather and put him into the freezer in The Shining Hotel. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. That's- that's disturbing. All in the name That's of wrong. tourism. That's just, don't you, I mean. Yes, of course it's wrong. It's a degradation. So, so he, okay, so he wanted to be frozen. Or uh, the grandson wanted to freeze him. The grandfather, which, the grandson wanted to freeze him. So. We have, we, I don't know. The story doesn't go into the grandfather's wishes. But here's the deal. Wait, is Walt Disney still frozen? Yeah, apparently. He could go to Estes Park and. Be with a friend. So the hope is that they raise enough money to someday have the grandfather frozen to a, you know, a real cryogenic lab where, I mean, the whole thing is so ghoulish. It, it just dishonors the holiness of the human body. Right. Well, so does, okay, let's go back to Lennon. What's that experience like? Again, it's, it's a tourist attraction. I mean, there's a long queue. 
you line up, you pay, I don't know what they pay, what we pay. Oh, you have to pay. Sure. And you file through, you know, single, in a single file In a line. solemn way? Yeah, no one's out there partying. I mean, you know, okay. it's the Russians are there. You're going to be careful. And you just file by slowly, you take a little peek, and you're on your way. And there he is. There's fresh flowers that have been laid out. Is it just his, you could just see his face? Or is it no, the, his whole body? It's, you know, he's on a on a stand, a little podium there, a little funeral briar. That's so gross. Well, he's the father of the, uh, he's the Russian revolution. like almost 100 years. Yeah, he has been. Human beings are strange. And how we look at and approach the dead, even more Even stranger. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. In a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time anytime. You'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool they've added, Legacy pminvestments.com legacypminvestments.com check it out wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people businesses and churches around you that place exists i know because i work there my name is cassie and i'm the digital marketing specialist with salem media group in pittsburgh right now 101.5 word fm and salem surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team is that you We'll bring the training, you just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Rama Christian School is enrolling now. Rama is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through 8th grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rama aims to develop the whole child, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rama is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families. For tuition and enrollment information, visit RamaChristianSchool.org. This is Pastor Tom Hall. People are capable of such goodness. So what's wrong with us? Why are we at war with each other? Why are we so anxious? Well, this is the time of year when we look at ourselves through the eyes of faith in light of Jesus' great sacrifice for us. Join us at First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown, Sundays at 1045, as we reflect on the wonder of the cross. Learn more at fpcp.org. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive. 
competitive, and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com, and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. It will be cloudy and breezy tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 27. Intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow with a few flurries. It'll be windy with a high tomorrow of 37. Partly cloudy tomorrow night. Windy and colder with a couple of flurries. The low 20. Sunday will be breezy and cold with more clouds than sun. We'll wrap up the weekend Sunday with a high of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, it's the Friday edition, is what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, what time is it here, Kathy? Oh, uh, you know, I didn't even do that in the I first know. hour. It's that. time for me to tell you all. Tell me what. Your weekend has begun. Fabulous. Very nice. Sir, thank you for it. It's uh, five minutes past the five mm-hmm. o'clock hour. I would say at least in this corner of the world on this Friday afternoon, all is right and well. I agree, John. Yeah, very nice. I agree. Um, have you in your life, Kath, ever <laughs> attended uh, town meetings, municipal gatherings where people, you know, hash out school libraries? No, and or... I feel badly about that because that's really where politics counts. Mm-hmm. And I have never done it. And I feel badly about that. Well, you're invited to the next one, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure I am, right, yes. Yeah. Now, Why are you asking? You, well, want, you want me to go to one and report no, back? No, I, I have. I have attended. And as soon as it, the proceedings get underway, more often than not, you instantly regret it in some ways. Oh. Because there is so much infighting going on. People can be, uh, no surprise, quite unpleasant, <laughs> is, what, yeah. is what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I saw something that... Um, a decision that has jangled the, the nerves of some elected officials, uh, the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court last week reaffirmed a basic liberty established by the Founding Fathers, the right to be rude at public meetings. The rulings sent wave of consternations across the state where many local select boards and school committee members have emerged battle-scarred from the coronavirus pandemic and its fierce disputes over masks and vaccines and remote learning, stemming from a lawsuit filed against the town of Southborough, Massachusetts, by a resident who said selectmen had silenced her unlawfully. The decision pushed back against attempts to mandate good manners. Quote, on its face, it's very dispiriting, said Jeff Beckwith, executive director of the Massachusetts Municipal Association, which until last week had been nudging towns to develop civility guidelines for meetings. Will it encourage the very few, 
very vocal individuals whose goal only is to be disruptive. The SJC is saying that there's the price of true freedom of speech to be as disruptive or as kind as you wish. And where's this article from? This is uh, from today's in New York Times. So there's a so there's a right to be rude. Yes. And so you can do it if you want. Yep. Supreme Court of Massachusetts has upheld okay. this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. I get it. You can't mandate niceness. You can't legislate manners, can you? No. Or can you? Can you legislate manners? You can. You can legislate like no shoes, no shirt, no service. But or that's is, not. That's not a that's legislation, no, right? That would just be the proprietor's rules. Well, like when you go into a courtroom, good manners are mandated, aren't they? It's a, it's the letter of the law. People, you know. They, yeah, that's a good point. You get tossed out if sure you were you making a scene in a courtroom. Right. Contempt of court. So town meetings, I'm sure, you know, a different proceeding than the letter of the law, the legal rulings. Hmm. Because you're a citizen and you're chiming in on your rights as a citizen because you pay taxes. Here's the thing. If you have to legislate every bit of good behavior, then you have already lost the battle. Yeah. It shouldn't be about legislation. It should be about the fact that you're, you know, you're the society is encouraging good behavior by decent people. Yeah, but you see poor behavior. I mean, everywhere, everywhere on the. Okay, know. but some, let me say this. Yeah. So this morning I got a wonderful phone call, and turned out that a friend of mine from high school, uh, I went to high school here in Pittsburgh. A friend of mine from high school who lives in Maine was in town. And we did a last-minute breakfast down on the Strip. Nice. So there were uh, five of us Wait, that were there. You just got a phone call, and you dropped everything and said, boom. Yes. That's impressive. Yes, because this is a good friend of mine, and I, don't, I haven't, haven't seen, seen her, her. since uh, my family and I went and visited her in Maine, mm-hmm. which was four years ago. So we all sat together. It was, we had such a good time. Where'd you eat? We, uh, Pamela's mm-hmm. on 21st, and we had, a, we had a, a good breakfast, a great time to talk. And as we were, you know, of course, going down memory lane, I remember yeah. when you did this, I remember when you did that, blah, blah, blah. I was thinking how nice of a place we grew up. Your neighborhood. Yeah. I don't mean our neighborhood. I just mean our... The time frame. Yeah. The time frame and our general... We grew up in the North Hills of Pittsburgh. None of us had a whole lot of money, um, but we all lived in houses with our parents Um, and we all went to a good school. It wasn't a super great, like high money school academy. It was nothing like that. It was a really regular public school, but we had such a nice childhood, all of us. Now we had issues with our families. Um, there were divorces and sadnesses and deaths and all that sort of thing. It's not like it was perfect, but it was just a bunch of, it it just seems like there were a lot of nice people in our orbit when we were growing up. Yeah. And now it seems like there aren't as many nice people in our orbit. And so I wonder if we it's our perception that's wrong or maybe people aren't as nice as they used to be. <laughs> or, a, or it's I'm, a tough one, isn't yeah. it? It's a tough one. Am I because, jaded? No, I don't think you're jaded, but you know yeah, we have we lost manners, undoubtedly. We certainly have online. I think we have in, in real life as well. People are less considerate of each other because we're much more selfish as a society. 
generally. And so when you're selfish, you think only of yourself and the other person, they don't particularly matter that much. Now, that's not a hard and fast rule. You see often every day random acts of kindness, people holding doors for each other, for sure. people looking at each other and smiling and saying hello. I think is still a very, very friendly, nice place to yeah. live. But, I mean, all you got to do is get in your car and get on the parkway for two minutes and you see crazy people. Right. Right? Of course, you say, look online, even more. Were we better off? I mean, it's easy to look at the past through rose-colored glasses. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say, oh, I wish America would go back to the 1950s because I definitely don't want that. Plus, that's not when I grew up. So I'm not trying to look at it with rose-colored glasses. I mean, there's always been anger and there's always been hate. Right, there's always right. been distrust. I, I, I think more than simple. anything, I just feel fortunate that we all grew up in a in a nice group. Yeah. You know what I mean? Lex, you're 23. Um, your brain isn't even done developing yet until what? you're 25. What's she doing producing the show then if her because brain's not she's, done? Because she needs to develop. That's why. Right. Um, what do you think of Pittsburgh? And, you know, you spent a lot of time in Ohio. Do you, what do you, do is you it the feel, same? do you feel like this is, that you ended up growing up in a quote unquote nice community? I would say so, yeah. I mean, I loved growing up here in like the suburbs of Pittsburgh. I mean, I grew up a little bit further out of Pittsburgh. I grew up in Manaka, but I still, I mean, we are some of the nicest people ever. Um, I go to Ohio, and the people are still nice. I find a lot of really awesome community there, but not like here in Pittsburgh. Okay. I got to say this. I got to say this. Is Lexi one of the sweetest people you ever she met? She is. Mm-hmm. I mean, teen. I'm saying that. Good job, teen. I mean, teen did a great job. Mm-hmm. There's no question about mm-hmm. it. But so, and you think you're a product of your neighborhood, Lex? I think so. Okay. I hope so. Yeah. Making the neighborhood proud. <laughs> Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I grew up with a lot of um, older folks around me, um, and I learned a lot from them, and I still continue to learn a lot from them. Okay, so let, let me bring up the word. Privilege. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you hear, you hear this, yeah. right? You hear, yeah. Oh, oh, you guys, look at talking about yeah. the good old days and your privilege. I mean, well, there's that, something that's to be... Well, that's why I said we all lived in houses. Yeah. All of us. That our, either our parents or grandparents owned. That's yeah. how we grew up. Yeah. And that's not the case for prob- what you think half of America probably doesn't have that I don't know. in their childhood. But you do know, I mean, all of us, I mean, our parents humped it. Right? We yeah. talk about this a lot. Mm-hmm. We're products of that. Well, that's why it can't be. It, to say that, that I grew up with privilege doesn't mean that my parents didn't hump it. It's both things. Right. You know what I mean? They had, they had opportunity and access. Yep. Okay, we'll take a quick break, come back. We're going to talk about basketball. March Madness. March Madness is going on. The Christian beginnings of basketball. Really? Yes. The spiritual ethos of the game. Next. 101.5 WORD. The biggest annual outdoor celebration of Christian music happens right here in Pennsylvania. And Word FM is making it easier for you to go. Creation 2023. This year's lineup includes Katie Nicole, We the Kingdom, Big Daddy Wee, Mac Powell, Micah Tyler, Switchfoot. Very excited. Yes, I am. Why pay full price? As a Word FM listener, your ticket is 50% off. Did you get your tickets? Go to wordfm.com for access to your half-off tickets for Creation 2023. Hey, here we are in the uh, throes of Lent, which means Easter Day is not that far away. You're thinking about your Easter meal. Might I suggest you contact Marsha from the Springhouse first? Hey, Marsha. Hi, John. How you doing today? How can I complain, Marsha? I mean, Easter's coming, right? I know it's a great time of year, and we have 
um, we're getting ready for some good stuff happening at the Spring House. Excellent. We are, every Friday, we do a fried fish and a baked cod that are amazing. Mm. We do it every Friday all year long, but it's especially popular this time of year. And people are already placing their orders online for their Easter goodies. We're having, um, we're going to do just like we did at Christmas. We're going to cook up people's hands for them, have them pulled off the boat in a mm. pan with the broth, ready to just pop in the oven, ready to go. Bada boom, bada bing. You don't have to get up early Easter morning and do anything with your ham and that way it'll be just ready to roll and then we have all kinds of yummy easter goodies to go along with that potato salad and coleslaw and mm. mashed potatoes and alabama vegetable casserole all of our casseroles and hot cross buns my favorite all that fluffy white icing on top of them a homemade coconut cream pie lemon meringue pie cherry pie, mm. apple crumb pie, all kinds of yummy pies. Mm. So we are we are ready for Easter for you and ready for you to hop online. And there's even pictures this year, too. Oh, and something new we're doing this year is an Easter cookie tray, like the Christmas cookie tray, but with Easter cookies. It even Stop. has some decorated Easter cookies on it, too. Marcia, it's one of the great tragedies of my life that you come on here at 5 o'clock every Friday <laughs> and you talk about this. Now we're all hungry. Holy smokes. <laughs> Okay, listen, make your Easter easy. As Marcia says, bada bing, bada boom. Go to the Springhouse. Check out all the Easter goodies, springhousemarket.com. Thanks, Marsh. Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch to the customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call Right now, and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Champion Christian School in Champion, PA. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. March Madness is happening. Even if, you know, you're not like... Pittsburgh, I would say, is not necessarily a big basketball town. No, because right? we don't have an NBA team. Yeah, no NBA team. So we rely on, you know, our, our college teams. Yeah, and, and happily so at this time of year. Yeah, but more often than not, our college teams have been disappointing. Well, for the last six years, that is the truth. Yep, it sure has been. Uh, so basketball is a beautiful game. There's no doubt about that. Uh, it has its roots, I would say, somehow deep into Christianity. I never knew that. Paul Putz is with us. Paul Putz is assistant director of the Faith and Sports Institute at Baylor University. He wrote a really interesting piece at Christianity Today. Basketball is a beautiful game, but not a blueprint for society. Hey, Paul, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me back. It's great to be with you. Our pleasure. So, Paul, talk about the genesis of basketball. I mean, it was essentially invented in a YMCA? 
invented in a YMCA back when the C in the YMCA meant something, meant Christian. Mm-hmm. And so in the 1890s, James Naismith, he's a seminary-trained Canadian. He loves sports, but back then, a lot of Christians thought sports weren't compatible with Christianity. So Naismith got in with some Christians that scholars call muscular uh, Christians. They were trying to help the church realize the value of athletics. And so Naismith catches that vision. He gets really interested in this idea of seeing sports as a form of Christian ministry, And he hears about this new school in Springfield, Massachusetts, the International YMCA Training School, which is training Christians to take leadership of physical education and sports and to use sports for Christian uplift. And so he goes to Springfield, Massachusetts in 1891. He is taking a class on uh, how how to think about sports as a form of moral education. And it's out of that class and out of some other circumstances that he ends up creating basketball. So it is fair to say that basketball does not exist without Christian institutions, wow. Christian ideas, and Christian leaders like James Naismith. Fabulous. So the 13 rules that James Naismith first formulated for basketball in some ways has roots in Christianity? I would say the 13 rules themselves aren't so much, uh, you know, going to use religious language. Sure. They're, they're rules for a game. They're um, the, the idea was, what, what type of game should we create? What rules do we need to have? The game, though, the vision for why create a game like basketball, the reason Naismith was at the school itself, all of that is deeply tied to Christianity. And if you dig behind the rules and, and think about some of the, the reasons for the rules, Naismith's own writings and his autobiography, he connects those to this idea of wanting a game that really encourages moral development uh, through a form of Christian character building. Fabulous. Okay, so how, you know, in a, in a era like today, to look at a basketball as something character building seems like it's a, either a stretch or it's something that is not even worth considering. You know, it's a, a game is a game. No, but you see coaches, right? I mean, coaches who are believers who use those Christian ethics as they coach the team. That's not too far of a stretch, is it, Paul? I think that's right. Yeah, you, you see it. You see it continued on. Certainly, that tradition. Think of um, just famous coaches like a John Wooden, right? John Wooden himself is a Christian who's deeply influenced by this idea of of using the game for something beyond the game. There's even groups of Christian coaches. Nation of Coaches is one organization. Nation of Coaches, their sort of founding documents. If you look at their website, they say they want to recover the original vision of the game. And so they're a group of Christian coaches and athletic directors working in college sports. And they have meetings and gatherings and really want to say, hey, as, as Christians, let's organize and let's, let's continue to see that moral and character building value. That said, one of the things about basketball or any sport is that it isn't naturally or inherently going to build character in a positive way, right? It, it could just as easily create vices or create bad sure. habits as it can create good habits. And so it's all about the intentions behind it, the people involved in the game which I think that's why it's so important to have Christians and, and coaches who care about the athletes that they're working with and, and athletes, uh, you know, having, having athletes who are leaders and can help their teammates see the value that goes beyond just winning the game. Right. Paul Emery Putz is with us, assistant director of the Faith and Sports Institute at Baylor University. So um, 
can you tell a little tell us a little bit about what Naismith wanted from the game? I mean, you mentioned in a larger sense character building. Um, what about in a specific yeah. sense? What about the game was going to get somebody to a place where their character could be built? So he he thought of sports as a laboratory where we develop the habits that we carry over into the rest of life. Um, so he he thought of it. In terms of, he actually listed how 36 different character traits he thought could be formed through basketball. And he tied this into this idea of moral formation that the people were becoming. So for him, there's circumstance, any number of circumstances who would come up in a basketball game. You might face adversity. You might have to think quickly or react. You might have a teammate that you need to, to help out or uplift. You, you might have to respond to something that happens unfairly. Naismith's vision and other Christians like him where that sports allows you to test out and develop in this field of play character traits that when you get into the real world, if you've tested them out, you've tried them out, and you've developed those habits, then you can carry those into the rest of your life. And, and really, I mean, look at the New Testament, right? The New Testament uses sports, this metaphor, this language, to help us think about spiritual growth. So it's really not that far removed from saying, you know, running the race and training, mm. you know, training your yeah, body. Yeah. Let's also train morals and in, in, in our spiritual lives with a sport as a way to do that. So in, in a lot of ways, I think we can say Naismith is doing something new, but it's rooted in this deeper Christian tradition of seeing the value of a full-bodied spiritual growth that happens mind, body, and soul. Interesting. So, Paul, in your CT piece, basketball is a beautiful game, but not a blueprint for society. You're right that Naismith, that he was, he was, of course, interested, uh, you know, in the players and in the coaches, but really his model uh, for all this was the referee. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite, I know, bits of information about Naismith is that he loved the ref, which is not something most of us love these days <laughs> right. or probably ever. But for him, uh, he, he only played the game he invented twice. And as a coach, he was the first basketball coach at the University of Kansas. And he's the only coach in Kansas's history with a losing record. So he's the game he invents, he's not necessarily great at playing it. He's not necessarily great at coaching it. Um, but for him, he, thought, he saw the refs as crucially important because the refs were the people who were able to enforce the rules, enforce these boundaries, and if the refs can have control of the game in the sense of just, just enforcing the rules in a consistent way, that allows the players to fully engage in it freely, knowing that if they, if they commit a foul, it's going to be called. And so instead of having rough play where the game gets bogged down and tempers flare and there's frustrations, the refs actually create a structure where young players, young athletes have a chance to grow in their character. So Naismith tied this idea of character building with having rules in place that you have to follow, with mm -hmm. having to have self-discipline. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the, the remarkable things about basketball is how close you are for the, you know, the mm -hmm. full court. You're in this, this small space, and you are at any given moment like right there in the grill of, of your, 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 your opponent. Yeah. And you have to have remarkable discipline to be able to engage in the sport without you know, tackling and some of these other elements that were in play with football. Naismith intentionally designed it to, to have intense competition without the intense physicality or the, 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 the you know, full contact uh, sport like football. And that was, all, that was all by design. He wanted athletes to have to be in that confined space and 
when you're in that space, you need reps yeah. who have control of the game so that the athletes can flourish. That's fascinating. That is, I, I never knew that. Yeah, it's so cool. So it's James Naismith. So what about his legacy? I mean, it's, what's interesting to me is, you know, baseball was kind of clouded. The beginning of baseball, was, was it Abner Doubleday or what? Basketball clearly defined by one man's ideas and the invention of the rules in the game moving forward. As James Naismith was an old man, did he see his legacy before him? He did. And what's remarkable about Naismith is how little he cared about getting credit. So he he makes this game and he he gives it away as a gift uh, in in a lot of ways. He doesn't try to keep control of it. He doesn't try to copyright it and make money from it. He gives it away as a gift. And for him, the most profound impact, and he writes about this in his autobiography, um, towards the end of his life, he actually sees it become an Olympic sport. And he sees it played wow. by countries across the globe. So you can can you imagine, right? You're this. That's you come incredible. in 1891 to this school, and you create this game because you feel you're called by God to do it. And by the end of your life, countries around the world are playing your game, and they're <laughs> taking teams and going to the Olympics with their teams, and it's become a global sport. And for Naismith, that impact. The fact that so many people embraced it and the fact that both men and women embraced it. He loved that that women were able to to pick up the game and play it, too. Just that comprehensive vision of a, of a sport that so many across the globe and so many different people can play. He said and in his autobiography, he says no mo- amount of money can can, you know, replace the joy that he gets from seeing hoops in random places across the country or seeing teams from different countries playing this sport. So absolutely, so he was able to witness that The game impact. that he thought up. Around the world. I mean, that's world. outrageous. Yeah. Wow. Paul, please tell me this. Uh, I hope this is true. At the time of his death, was James Naismith a believer? He was, absolutely. In fact, he, he uh, you know, the, the article you referenced, I'm, I reviewed this book that, that's about Naismith and about his vision for the game. And, and this book isn't written by a Christian. And, and so yeah, I don't expect the author to necessarily highlight Naismith's Christian convictions, but the author of this book sort of says that Naismith began as a Christian, but he kind of moves away from it. Actually, the opposite, I think, is true. Naismith, he, he actually gets ordained after, um, you know, after he moved away from Springfield. So as later in life, he becomes an ordained minister. He would preach in Kansas. He was an elder in his Presbyterian church. He would go uh, around the community, any any little small Kansas town that needed a preacher on Sundays, Naismith would show up and he'd wow. preach the gospel. So he he maintained Christian commitments all the way through, and in ways that were often behind the scenes. He wasn't a celebrity, uh, but he was faithful and just had this long term, lifelong faithfulness that played out in basketball and other things that he did as well. What a great story. That's really outstanding. We're talking to Paul Putz, Assistant Director of the Faith and Sports Institute at Baylor University. Okay, uh, I need to ask for your forbearance here, Paul, because I'm going to ask you about March Madness. But I'm a huge, <laughs> but I'm a huge Pitt fan, and I don't know what happened this afternoon. I'm going home to watch the game. So, who's your team? Don't tell me anything about Pitt, but I want to hear about Baylor because I, I think I picked Ooh. them into the Sweet 16. What happened today? Yeah, well, I can tell you good news for Baylor fans. We got oh, the W. Great. So. We did, we did advance. Yes. Got one game down. And so, you know, Will, I know we talked a couple months back and, and Baylor was struggling, but yeah. we're, we're hopeful now. And we got, got at least the first win down, but you never know with March. That's the beauty of it. If any one game, any team can win. Yep. How about that Penn state game last night? Did you watch that? <laughs> they down. took 
Texas A&M apart. Yeah, that's like in our backyard, Paul. So we're invested in both Pitt and Penn State. We, you know, we have nothing to hang our hand, our, our, our hats on I because do. they're not been great teams. They no, have not they, been no great they teams. certainly haven't been great teams. <laughs> no, they really haven't. Sure. But I'll still well, here's a little known fact for you. Some history for you. Pennsylvania actually was a hotbed of early professional basketball. So you can go back to the early 1900s. Some of the first pro basketball teams were in Pittsburgh and uh, in, in Pennsylvania. And Pittsburgh was actually the the site of one of the best black basketball teams of, of all time. Early on, uh, when when uh, in an era of segregation, Pittsburgh was house or home to one of the legendary black basketball teams. So you do have you do have some history there. You know more. You're, you're known for football. Much more for football. You've got some basketball history there too. Excellent. Wow, Paul. Thanks a lot. Hi, Paul. I mean, that was a Treat great to story have you today. It really was. Hey, thank you, and uh, love this time of year, March Madness. To think that it started at a Christian institution by a a, a Christian leader like Naismith, and it's a game all of us can enjoy and watch. Wow. Part. Just love uh, seeing that and witnessing that. Fabulous. I bet Naismith's making his bracket, heavenly bracket, right even now. Paul Emery Putts from Bay- to a deep gladness. Because we, as believers, we all have a deep hunger. Grove City College knows about that calling, right? They assume, we all do, that that caller is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so Grove City is committed to helping people, young students, pursue the vision for our lives and believes believe that you'll be changed as you find your sense of purpose, your sense of calling in this world. And I think that's what we all want out of college, right? We want those four years that are filled with so much uncertainty to be ones that end up giving us the clarity we want. To give us a place. Yeah. And to give us the foundation of education and the foundation of relationships that we really want. Um, Grove City is a special place. And not every school appeals to every kid or every parent. But this is the time. We're already in March. This is the time when applications are going out. This is the time when you need to make your college visits, your college, you know, your phone calls, all those sorts of things. So if you're a parent of a high school senior or even a high school junior and sophomore who is interested in, like, getting on the ball, this is the time to do it. So do yourself a favor and go up to Grove City and talk to somebody, get a tour from a student and find out if that indeed is the right place for you and your family. We're all called to something. Don't you owe it to yourself to investigate the excellence of Grove City College? Look online first, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. Inflation is pushing up the cost of just about everything, food, gas, clothing. But life insurance, which thanks to inflation you need now more than ever, actually costs less today than it did a few years ago. Now is the time to get the insurance you need at a price you can afford. Call Select Quote now and we'll help you save more than 50% on term life insurance. In a hurry? Don't worry. With Select Quote, you can get up to $2 million in instant, same day coverage with no medical exam. That's right, get up to $2 million in instant, affordable, same day coverage with no medical exam in under an hour. Call Select Quote now at 1 800 507 2266. That's 1 800 507 2266. Or go to SelectQuote.com now and get up to $2 million in instant, same day coverage with no medical exam. That's 1-800-507-2266. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now, deeperfaithcruise.com. 
We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. It will be cloudy and breezy tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 27. Intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow with a few flurries. It'll be windy with a high tomorrow of 37. Partly cloudy tomorrow night. Windy and colder with a couple of flurries. The low 20. Sunday will be breezy and cold with more clouds than sun. We'll wrap up the weekend Sunday with a high of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. I grew up a sports fan. Whenever the Steelers played, life stopped. Yep. I had a task when I was a little kid uh, during uh, Steeler games when the offense was on the field. I had to drape the Zenith console TV with a gold bath towel. Mm-hmm. And when defense was on the field, I had to drape the TV with the black bath towel. That's a lot of work. Back and forth. It was back a lot forth. of work. But that's how they got my mom got me to pay attention to the game. Yeah. But this is this is terrible tile, but pre-terrible tile in a way. It was it was before the actual printed terrible right, tile. Right, the manufacturer. Right. Of it. I mean, Myron might have been waving that thing. Yeah. But nobody else was. Exactly. But Nanny. Exactly. She was. She homemade was, version. Exactly. She was on it. Mm. Uh, so I grew up loving sports. My grandmother, uh, who, is, I don't I don't know if you uh, identify with this, but. And my grandmother died when I was twenty, but she always seemed old to me. Mm, yeah. Sure. You know, she yeah. just. Anyway, she loved the NBA. <laughs> and she was as waspy as you could possibly get. And she just loved the loved NBA. Basketball. Always loved basketball. Anyway, so I love every sport. March Madness being at the like up there. Here for it me. is. This I is absolutely time. love it. But it's very frustrating because now, first of all, I'm thrilled that, that Pitt is in it. But it's. I, the game has is happening or has happened. I don't know what's happened, and I have right. to avoid everything because I'm recording it at home. And you can't watch anything or no, read anything. No, or listen to anything. No, something. I don't even want to like look no. at my iPad because I don't want anything to give it away. Right. It is very tension filled for mm-hmm. me on days like today. Right. It's hard for me because I want to say something, but, but I can't. you can't. No. You can't say one thing. So I've uh, I've committed to not watching it as well. Thank you, John. Or reading about it. So I, out of solidarity with me. Just got to want to like you know no, leak into your right. joy. Thank you. Exactly. Anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's the Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? Conversations on the show this week that made us think, what we're reading, eating, what hacked us off. A lot more to come on the ride home. WORD. Word FM welcomes back the Projecting Hope Film Festival. Presented by the Speakman Financial Group. For three days, it's fun, faith-focused, family-friendly films for free. Absolutely free. You pay for the goobers and raisinettes, but the popcorn and admission is free. Zero dollars. It's better when it's free. Movies, including A Marriage Made in Heaven, Family Camp, and the brand new Jesus Revolution. It's at Pittsburgh Mills Cinemas, March 24th through 26th. For movie times and to make advanced reservations, go to wordfm.com. It's no secret that this economy is taking its toll on us, but I've got some important news that could really help. If you're facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt, you need to know that you may not be required to pay it all back. There are special programs that can significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This isn't bankruptcy or a high-interest debt consolidation loan. 
These are programs that credit card companies don't want you to know about. Ones that offer Americans struggling with overwhelming credit card debt, savings, and real debt relief faster than thought possible. Accredited Debt Relief has a special hotline to learn all about these programs and what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualified consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now for this free information. Call 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. Whether you own a local business or a global one. You know that these days, generating growth is a challenge. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll not just stay ahead of the curve, you'll move it. With access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. Rama Christian School is enrolling now. Rama is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through 8th grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rama aims to develop the whole child, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rama is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families. For tuition and enrollment information, visit Rama Christian School It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? Uh, I would say that uh, they were talking about the uh, Silicon Valley Bank and it's uh, roaring ripples yep. across the economy. Yep. I mean, billions of dollars yep. go down the tubes. And the government goes, we got you. All right? Yeah, I think a lot of people yep. were worried about that. And, of course, we're seeing the effects of that today. I agree. What was a conversation that made you think? Uh, yesterday, 515, men's ministry, what it looks like, why it matters, Eddie Jones and uh, Justin Coxham, that was fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. These were guys, you know, um, they saw the need and they're, they're putting it in practice. There's accountability. There's like the old, right? Iron sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. I really like it. I'm also, I'm a little leery of it. But they convinced me. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I picked 510 on, uh, was it Tuesday? Neil Plantinga was with us. Oh, yeah. Uh, on Loving God with All Your Mind. He, I just really enjoy his writing. I, I've really enjoyed, you know, meeting him the last couple of times he's been on the show. Uh, so if you missed the conversation with Neil Plantinga or you want to check out the thing on men's ministry or any of the other myriad things that we've done, find our podcast wherever you get yours. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. What are you reading? Uh, I am not reading. Uh, what I'm reading is the New York Times, the Washington mm. Post, the Wall Street Journal, the Post-Gazette, the Trib, Variety, you name it. That That's just a, a small portion of my daily reading. I have not read at all this week for enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm... I re- yeah, you're sad about it. Yes. I, it's ridiculous. I'm 90% of the way through Bono's book. Hey, it has taken so 
long. It is a it is a lengthy tome. Mm. Surrender is, uh, but very worth it if you're considering reading Bono's book. I have to recommend the audio version. It's so much. There's music included. You hear him tell it. Um, he does great impressions of people. It's just it's absolutely worth mm. it. I have the book too, but having both is really great. Um, so, go for it. What did you watch? Um, I, I watched this documentary on Hulu called Savior for Sale, Da Vinci's Lost Masterpiece. It was fascinating. It's a documentary about the corrupt commerce of the art world. Oh. And is this Salvador Mundi, the savior of the world, is this essentially a true creation of Leonardo da Vinci? I mean... I'm not giving anything away here, but the guy who's the center of all this bought this painting for $1,000. Less than seven years later, he sold the painting for $440 million. (gasps) True story. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What's the name of the documentary? Savior for Sale. Da Vinci's Lost Masterpiece. I have got to check that out. It's on Hulu. The only thing I've been watching is basketball. Basketball, basketball, basketball. What did you eat? Uh, well, we had a beautiful lunch today, did we not? We sure did. Yeah. Uh, we had that really nice piece of fish, the cod, with some green beans and some uh, rice, a salad. The salad was just mm-hmm. A+. plus. The calamari. Great. Had that. At home, my wife made a lamb roast uh, with some potatoes and green beans. Fabulous mm. as well. I've been eating very... Very well. Very this well. Week. Thank you. Yeah, and I went. I got pizza at Vincent's here in Green Tree. Oh, did you to take yeah. home pizza Bianco? White, white pizza. Go for it. Mm-hmm. What hacked you off? What hacks me off essentially is when you see things online, which I'm loath to engage with, is that the need, there are people who they have the need to be perfectly right about everything. Whatever happened to the phrase, I don't know, or I'd like to know more. But we're like surrounded by like world class geniuses. Yep. You know, on your you know outdoor app or your your next door app or on Facebook or Twitter, everybody knows everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think the world would be just in fine shape from all the geniuses out there. <laughs> You're right. That Why are we me. having so many troubles? Just hacks me off. That's all. Well, what hacks me off is is similar. I think the industry, and you know, I'm indicting us in this. The industry of talk radio Uh-oh. is just populated by people who are certain. About everything. Are we certain? And that certainty <laughs> is the enemy of good conversation. I think so. I know it sells. I know talk radio is at an apex. I appreciate that. Well, strong opinions is but what drives it. Strong opinions is is different. Mm-hmm. A strong opinion is different than being certain about everything. And you know that the people who are certain about it are the ones who are driving talk radio at this point. Undoubtedly. I think it's bad for people. I think it's bad for the hosts. I think it's bad for the listeners. But I really think it's corrosive to society. I love talk radio. I've always loved it. But how about people listening to one another, asking good questions, actually being open to hearing the answer and not going into it thinking that they've already decided how they feel? There's just got to be something better than that. What was the best news you heard this week? I had a surprise visit this week. Came home from work on a Wednesday and my kid's home from Penn State. He had to come home to do a little business, and he wasn't telling us he was coming home. Don't you love <laughs> I love this so much. When you come home and you see your kid standing there, mm. and you go, hey, hey. I mean, kids are great. But, like, when your adult kid becomes, like, an adult, great. 
Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, so I love that too. It was good to see Quinny home. Oh. Best news I heard this week is that tomorrow is my husband's birthday. Hey. Eric, I love you. You're Happy the best. Birthday. You're the absolute best. Happy birthday to you. Very nice. I'm making a lime coconut cake. What have you been listening to? Okay, in uh, honor of St. Patrick's Day, I revisited a soundtrack that I absolutely love from a 1984 film called Cal, which stars Helen Mirren. And it's about the troubles and a romantic relationship. Uh, Here's a cut. The soundtrack is filled with things like this. Yeah. It's kind of... But aren't those Irish pipes. pipes so haunting? They sure are. It's really a beautiful, beautiful sound. What What's the movie that it, this Cal. is? Cal. Cal, C-A-L? Uh-huh. 1984, really? yeah. Interesting. Uh, Mark Knopfler. Oh, right? is that who's doing this? Yeah, it's his It's his soundtrack. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I like it a lot. Yeah, what are you listening to? All right. Well, check this out. That's Bela Fleck playing the banjo. Oh, yeah. And that's his wife, Abigail Washburn, who is a tremendous banjoist, but she's singing and she's dancing. So the percussion is her feet. Are her feet. And while she's doing it, she's eight months pregnant. Oh. Yeah. It's from the uh, Tiny Desk with Bela Fleck and Abigail Washburn. You have to check it out. Listen, it's those so, Tiny Desk shows. I, it's just too much. It's what a terrific idea. Yeah. I love them so much. Stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Stick with us. The Friday edition of The Ride Home. As the world is being affected by a global food crisis, families in the poorest countries cannot afford to eat every day. 
With your loving gift, you will provide life-saving food for families and mothers like this. I ask God for help for my children and to give us bread to have something to eat. For over 40 years, Food for the Poor has worked with local ministry partners to bring life-saving food to hurting families. Thanks to generous people like you. But now, more than ever, your help is needed to give food to truly starving families. Will you give a gift of $144 to provide a family of four life-saving food for the next year? Would you answer the prayer of a mother and a family in desperate poverty right now? Will you give right now? Call us toll-free, 855-828-4673. Or click the red Give Food banner at wordfm.com. Or from your mobile phone, text the word, send hope, one word, to 91999. If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is they need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and and silver. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now, and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800 800- Businesses don't run on automation or algorithms alone. What powers businesses are your people and the people they serve. At Cintas, your dedicated service reps understand what you need to help you keep your employees feeling safe, comfortable, and performing their best. So your business can too. For workwear, essential cleaning products, first aid and safety supplies, and fire protection services, visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready. And get ready for the workday. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Tri-State Christian Academy in Burgettstown. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Out and about this weekend, some things to do. Porton Park Conservatory Theater. They stage the Pittsburgh premiere of acclaimed playwright Jacqueline Backhouse's Men on Boats. Inspired by an 1869 river expedition through the Grand Canyon. Mm, all right. Six performances at the Playhouse. A new classically inspired work highlighting Rediscover, an evening-length program by Texture Contemporary Ballet. Also features a live music collaboration with Pittsburgh's Cello Fury. Oh, they're so... Yes, they are. really great. It's at the uh, New Hazlet Theater this weekend. Okay. Well, you were just there this week. Yep. Uh, Faces of Change, the Carnegie Mellon 2023 International Film Festival, uh, returns with 12 recent award-winning feature films from countries including Poland, Pakistan, Taiwan, uh, all at the uh, Harris Screening Theater, uh, downtown Pittsburgh, and of course, the August Wilson Theater as well. Manfred Honick is in concert with the uh, Mozart's Requiem 
Oh, which is my very, I can't believe I'm not able to go to this. Yeah. It's my, it's my favorite it's Mozart piece. That was last night, tonight, and tomorrow, I think. Yep, it is. Is that right? Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, the final week for the which international. Is, do you know, he uh, was writing that when he, when he died. Yep. Was unfinished. It's a beautiful piece, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. And the uh, final week for the uh, International Particle and Mold One installation, it's a pair of immersive video installations by the avant-garde choreographer, Japanese choreographer, on display at Wood Street Galleries. Hmm. So things are going good. on. good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, it's also a day when we um, have two notable celebrity birthdays. Hey. Okay. So um, I'd like to offer uh, Gary Sinise first. Mm. Gary Sinise. Uh, Gary Sinise, you know, I, I, well, he's known, I think, pri- primarily for, by a lot of people for his television work, right? Wasn't he like in Criminal one of those? Criminal Minds. Yes, yes. Yeah, which I never saw. Mm. Lex, did you watch Criminal Minds? I love Criminal Minds. Oh, yeah. Do you? I've never yeah. seen it. <gasps> what? Never. I never have either. No. I saw Gary Sinise. It seems like a lot. The true crime thing, I'm not a fan of true yeah. crime. Yeah, okay. Or, or just crime. Yeah, that's, I was going to say it's not true crime, actually. Yeah. I saw Gary Sinise um, uh, in downtown uh, New York City in 1982 in a play that shocked me. I loved it so much called Orphans uh, with John, Mah- John Mahoney. Remember John Mahoney from, um, he was Fraser's dad. Oh, yeah, sure. The guy who sat in the recliner. Yeah. I mean, he, he what a fine actor he is. Holy smokes. Huh. So the three of them, they were in this uh, Steppenwolf Theater as a product of Chicago. So Gary Sinise has been around for a long time. I think he's been nominated. I don't know if he's won. He's been nominated for multiple Tony Awards. Mm-hmm. I mean, his chops as an actor, especially on stage, is just unparalleled. Uh, he starred in the film adaptation of Mice and Men, which he also directed and produced. He played George Milton with, alongside John Malkovich. John Malkovich, yeah. Uh, he was, of course, in Forrest Gump. Uh, he was nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actor at the uh, Oscars for that. He was also in Apollo 13. Yeah. Uh, Ransom, uh, The Green Mile. Mm-hmm, yeah. Imposter. Uh, he also played Truman on uh, TV. Did he? That was a uh, miniseries, I believe. Gary Sinise. So around uh-huh. a long, long time. Yeah. He just, did get an Emmy for that. Uh, he is... Jeez. Uh, probably 69. 68. Hey, good. Man, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the next I'll offer up is Rob Lowe. <laughs> Don't you love Rob Lowe? Yes. I mean, Rob Lowe has like reinvented himself. So many multiple times. times. Right? The original, like, you know, what, what were they? The Rat Pack. Yep. The, the, the Brat, Brat Pack. pack right? Breakfast Club and all that. St. Elmo's Fire. Right. And then kind of like he acting out poorly. Club. Well, but, someone, he was, but he was amongst all those people. Uh, then he was what, like with the Snow White thing. Well, on he the was Academy Outsiders Awards. first. Oh, right. Right? With Tom Cruise and uh, uh, Emilio Estevez. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. So a teen idol. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, you see him in uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, which. I mean, just a fabulous, fabulous. I love him in Parks and Me Rec too. so much. How about him in West Wing? Oh, yeah. Sam Seaborn. He was a stalwart stall- in West, West Wing. Wing yeah. uh, he was also in something called Brothers and Sisters, which I never saw. No. And 911 Lone Star, which is his latest thing, which I, I, I haven't see seen. That. But that... Parks and Rec, him so, on the bicycle yeah. and in despair. Oh. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I abs- He's just. He's been around a long time. He really. Okay, it, so it, how old do you think he is? Is he 60? He's 59. Hey. Very nice. How does he do that? Excellent. All right, well... Um, if you asked me, I'd be like, oh, Gary Sinise is you know, 72. You have some idea, right? You, again, it's a very narrow bandwidth. Who do, you, uh, do you like uh, Gary Sinise better or Rob Lowe? Uh, Gary Sinise. Oh. 
I mean, if I had to, if I wanted to have lunch with one or the other, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd like to have lunch with Gary Sinise, wouldn't you? No, I, no I'd pick Rob. Really, Bell. would you? Okay, all right. Yeah. And hey, thanks for being with us. It's been a good week. Sure has been. We appreciate your presence here with us. Yeah. Don't take it for Thank granted. Thank you so much. We'll Hope that you have a little R and R, and you show up on Sunday and worship the Lord of the Universe, Jesus Christ, our Savior. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.